The following is a fourth hand production. 
Um, we were up against a group of girls, uh, Kara Feldheim, uh, Barbara Crawford, uh, Connie and Christy Haynes, and uh, I think Donna Lambert, but I can't remember. Hmm. And they decided to bust out their clogging skills. <laughs> so we were against some nice. stiff competition. And we had done this whole sure. routine for juggling. You know, it was, it was a storyline as well, not just a, us juggling. Yeah. And um, so we ended up coming in first place. And they were really nice. upset. They felt like like it was favoritism that the teacher, you know, voted for us because it was juggling. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we won uh, $25 gift cards to Omni Music. Oh, nice. I remember Omni cool. Music. <laughs> I ended up getting a... Um, you remember back in the day me having a, 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 a Guns N' Roses shirt, I think it was? Yeah. That's where I got that. Hmm. It's so funny because as soon as you said Omni Music, I bought a lot of tapes from there mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, back in the day. And the one I remember getting the most, for some reason I remember this because Echo had to buy it for me because it was parental yeah. advisory. And uh, I was like, yeah, can you? And it was a Guns N' Roses album. It's back when the Use Your mm-hmm. Illusion 1 and 2 came out. And I was like, yeah, I really want to get this thing. You know, I have the money. I'll pay for it. And then she's like, she goes to pay for it because she was 18 and then like can I see your ID and then Echo Echo looks at me she goes my sister's name is Echo by the way I know you know that Jimmy but um, <laughs> and she goes holy shit what kind of tape is this <laughs> I was like it just has like cussing on it she's like oh okay <laughs> it was so mm-hmm. funny so it's funny that we both Omni Music Guns N' Roses kind of put the two together so it's like I didn't realize Debbie Gibson had any kind of cursing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and me and you were in a uh, in a talent show as well. Uh, which time? I feel like we were in multiple. We were in multiple. We were, in, were we? I thought I just remember the one. Oh, which one are you talking about? The one we did. Who's on first? Oh, oh yeah. Was that a talent? Was that like a competition? Yeah, that was a talent show. Yeah. Yeah. Remember me and you were pissed off because we came in second place? We came in second? That's cool. Yeah, because uh, somebody, <laughs> these guys, did, the football players decided yeah, to do like a, like a ballet. Yeah, it was yeah. really stupid. It was a, no, I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought it was pretty funny. But it didn't take any talent. It was just up there being fucking goofy. And we worked yeah, our asses but, off to get that right. So. Well, I have to admit the choreography was surprisingly pretty good. I I thought it was, it was good. I thought so. Plus, you know, it's the popular yeah, jocks find out, and, you know. But then you find out they do the same thing with the same choreography, like for the past four years in a row. So, well, I don't know. I don't know. I only went to the so. school the one year, so um, right. the teacher came out. Miss, um, what was her name? Started with a mm-hmm. K. Miss, I have no idea. I can't remember her name, but uh, she ended up coming up and apologizing. She's like, "I'm really sorry. I know how much you guys <clears throat> worked on that. It's not really fair." <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. The one thing I remember about that talent show was Desiree. Do you remember Desiree? I do remember Desiree. Yeah. <laughs> she was like the MC for the night, and she was like super hot. She was like this mixed chick yeah. or whatever, and just like so gorgeous. I was like, oh, yeah, she's gosh. the one that kept trying to get my number, and I was like, I'm not into that. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I know, right? And she was always like, yeah. Tech, why don't you ever take me out and maybe yeah, even right, have sex and kiss and stuff and hold hands? And I was like, what? No. Like, because I'm dating somebody from church. <laughs> Yeah, that I've never kissed before. We've been together for like six right. months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I did feel like I, I feel like I remember her like 
being flirty with me, but is that just in my mind or did that really happen? Um, I feel like felt like that really happened. I don't know, but I remember that you uh we both started dating him on November eighth. Oh, oh, our girlfriends. Well, my quote, <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember that shit. Well, I remember because we put like a yellow sticky on the door. That said November 8th. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. How could you forget when you saw that date every day? <laughs> Anyways, we're going off on tangents. Yeah, we're going way off on tangents. So yeah, yeah contests, you know, we won contests. Right. But I mean, I don't know if that's, that's not exactly the kind of contest that they talk about in the show. So like as far as no. sweepstake kind of contest, I've never won. Yeah, well, this was kind of a talent thing. It wasn't necessarily like a draw your name out That's of a true. hat kind of a thing. So That's this true, was talent yeah. based. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, unless you have more to say, uh, we'll go ahead and take a first break. Nope. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get right into this. All right. So uh, we will be back. <laughs> you better fucking believe it. <laughs> Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual, and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent, and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. I Thank will when you. they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we're back. Ha, fucking okay. told you. Ha, told, I warned you. Said we'd be back. Can't be surprised. Mm-hmm. We have <laughs> we have the Brady Bunch, season two, episode 10, entitled The Tattletale. Nah, nah, so nah, let's nah. get into this. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> facts about the episode. It first aired December 4th, 1970. Written mm-hmm. by Sam Locke and Milton Pascal. And it was directed by, names. neither am I, directed by Russ Mayberry. Not familiar with him either. Yeah. Huh. Some interesting facts. The re- I took out from IMDb because some of these aren't from IMDb. Uh, some interesting facts about right. the episode. The stereo store, Lloyd Stereo, was named mm-hmm. after Sherwood Shorts' son, Lloyd. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Peter. Is it a does son? Not a- huh? His brother's name was Lloyd. Well, according to IMDb, his son is also, is as well. So. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong. Anyway, continue. 
Peter does not appear in this episode. Holy shit. Yeah. He doesn't, does he? And Susan Olsen disliked this episode because this is one of two episodes that she disliked because it caused problems in her personal life. Apparently, she got picked on because of this episode. Because she was a tattletale at home, too? (laughs) Apparently, yeah. I felt kind of bad. Hmm. So when she got teased about this episode, do you think she went and told? (laughs) Obviously, she told the press. Because we know about it. <laughs> Fucking tower. True. Tale. Okay. We fade in. Fade in. Scene one. We open to see Alice making some delicious burnt waffles for the family <laughs> as we hear construction sounds coming from somewhere. As Alice places the waffles on the kitchen table, she asks if anybody would like anything else. Mike suggests a pair of earplugs as Greg pipes in with, what a racket. (laughs) That's when Cindy tells us that Mr. and Mrs. Liston are adding a room to their house and that it should be done by Friday. When Carol inquires how she knew that, Cindy begins telling her how she overheard the Listons arguing with Mr. Mrs. Liston arguing with Mr. Liston saying, now now, now Mrs. Liston's mother will come visit and never go home. Hmm. Mike finally put a stop to the gossip by telling Cindy what other people talk about in private is none of our business. And then ask if he heard any kind of spanking or moaning sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Carol then decides to show her dominion over Alice by asking where the rest of the tribe is. (laughs) She's sitting there eating breakfast and she's like, where's the rest of the tribe? And she's like shoveling burnt waffle into her mouth. (laughs) Alice goes over to the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not, I shouldn't have to, I'm only their mother. Um, Alice goes over to the entrance of the kitchen and begins calling for the kids. Just then, Mike goes to pour salt on his breakfast, and the top comes off, pouring salt all over his plate. Mm-hmm. And, and when, go ahead, you're go, going no, into go ahead. it. Go ahead. No, you're, you're going into it, I think. Oh, okay. When he rhetorically asks what happened, Cindy pipes up telling him that Peter used it to filter... <laughs> Peter used it to filter a guppy out of the fish tank. Mm-hmm. That's what I was in comment about. That's Guess who's not there? Peter's not there. Exactly. And she's fucking like diamond his ass. Well, he's not here Hell to defend yeah, himself. Yes, she is. Peter fucking did that shit. And now he he's in hiding. watching this going, what the fuck? <laughs> and now he's in hiding. <laughs> Greg immediately calls her a tattletale, and an argument begins between them, with Mike finally putting a stop to it by telling Cindy that Peter was wrong, but her tattling is wrong, too. Mm. So mm. that loud banging we're hearing, like I was like, "That's next door." It sounded like it was like in the next room, like it sounded like they, uh, like set construction <laughs> going on, or you know, it's like it didn't sound next door at all. I, I was even looking to see like if I could see pictures rattling because it sounded like somebody just banging on the back of the flat. That yeah, like somebody took a hammer and was just hitting on like some wood. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also heard like a saw going too, and that sounded pretty distant, but uh, yeah. Um, I thought it was funny, uh, the juice glasses. I don't know why I thought that was funny. But they're using those little half-size, glue, those really shot glass-sized juice, glass, <laughs> juice glasses that we used to use in the 80s. Now everybody has, like, you know, a huge thing of juice. Um, and why, did you notice the plates that they were using? They look they look burnt. I remember you commenting on plates before saying it looked like they had food on all over them still <laughs> right. or something. But these look like somebody had, like, 
put them in the oven or something. Like they look burnt. All of them did. <laughs> I didn't notice the plates. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was strange. So now moving on, Jimmy, uh, we're uh-huh. now in the anti Alice room, which we, you know, <laughs> that's what we call a family room where Carol is hemming a dress for Cindy. So it's even shorter than it already is. Cindy <laughs> seems to be having issues, not sitting still and finally gets poked with a needle because of it. And Carol, like she looked at the camera before she did it. She goes like, she does. She's like, watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Greg walks in carrying a school books, asking Carol if she has seen his bicycle pump. She tells him it's on the service porch. And I was like, what the fuck is a service porch? Is that what they call the garage? No, I, I don't know. I was like service porch. Mm. I guess something rich people have, I guess. So Carol then worriedly asked Greg if he had worn those old jeans to school. Greg confirmed he did because they're so comfortable. Cindy pipes up uh, saying he wore them because he ripped his new ones playing uh, basketball the day before. When Carol asked why he didn't tell her, Cindy butts in saying he asked Alice to patch them up so so they wouldn't show. Which, shocking, Alice holding a secret from, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So Carol dismisses Greg to talk to Cindy about her tattling. She sits her down and asks if she remembers... Uh, remember the talk they had at breakfast. Cindy launches into saying, if I really wanted to tattle on him, I'd tell you about the time he and Carol immediately cuts her off and was like, no, shut the fuck up. Somebody talking <laughs> to you? And, uh, yeah. So, real quick question. What's the big deal yeah. that his pants ripped? I mean, it's obviously, it was an accident. Like, why would you hide that? Well, or I make a I big deal it, out of it. Because they're brand new. So? And, you know, they don't have money. <laughs> um, right I mean to, be, to me it'd be like like oh my god look what happened today these, these jeans are brand new and they just ripped you know be like oh yeah. my god let's go get you some more or let's fix them or you know that's like in reality I would assume well in today's day and age like the kid would go to the mom the mom would go ask to speak to the manager and start bitching because the, the jeans were pieces of shit <laughs> um, but two things one was how in the hell do you rip jeans playing basketball <laughs> I don't like know. you could pretty much like tow a car with a pair of jeans. Like those things are super strong. How in the yeah. hell? I mean, is he like doing the splits and shit when he's doing basketball? Like <laughs> especially new jeans. Like I guess he old yeah, right? worn yeah. jeans. But yeah. And hmm. two, what the hell are you doing wearing jeans playing basketball in Los Angeles? <laughs> I don't know. Might have <laughs> just been like a like a pickup game or something. You know, not like. I mean, won't you just wear a fucking jacket too if you like to sweat that bad? Damn. Um. <laughs> And why the hell did Cindy's dress need to be hemmed? I don't to make it even shorter. I guess. I mean, it I was know. all the way up to her thigh. Like it was. You know, maybe. I mean, there was a couple of times where I I thought for sure her underwear was going to show. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So going on to scene three. Mm-hmm. Mike is home from work and walks right over to Carol to kiss her and say hello before finally asking, "What ex- what exciting events did I did I miss around here today?" In other words, what'd you do today, Carol? Like, yeah, did exactly, you do anything yeah. today? <laughs> she excitedly tells Mike how she saved him money by not spending it. Genius. <laughs> oh, man, Carol. <laughs> there were some sales, uh, and I didn't go. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and then explains that Cindy was up to her tattling again before offering an explanation that she is the youngest and is probably doing it for attention. Hmm. Yeah. Just then... We have a tiger cameo. 
Tiger runs through the yeah right. We Tiger runs through the living room apparently with Mike's balls in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his golf balls, not like that tag. Pervert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I didn't even think of that joke. (laughs) And we see the laziest attempt to catch a dog in the history of television. He just like takes one step and he's like, "Tiger, man." Darn it. <laughs> yeah. And then he just like lets the, he just like calls it a dumb dog before launching into a bitch fit about how he loses more golf balls at home than he does on the golf course. Oh. So uh... Mike had a bad day at work. <laughs> Alice then enters <laughs> rapping, which <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> For the fabrics that are best, put your faith in Everpressed. You will always look well dressed. And you will never be messed up. When Mike realizes Alice is writing another jingle for the contest, he is visually upset about it, exclaiming, not another contest. Carol, of course, eggs Alice on by saying she admires her persistence. Just then, Tiger runs through again, but this time with Mike's tuxedo vest. Just then, Mm. Alice has a stroke of genius and spits Mm. out, for the fabrics that are best, put your faith in Everpressed. You will always look well dressed in the east and in the vest. Wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Carol looks at Alice <clears throat> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> she <just> shakes her <laughs> shakes her head with a she look that either famous, says, "Oh, Alice." Yeah, yeah. She oh, has honey. this look on her face that either says she hates the jingle or Alice just farted. One of the two. <laughs> so, like, Carol just tattled on Cindy, right? Yeah, I noticed that too. Acknowledge that. So, and then also like we have Tiger running through. Now I watched Tiger run through that scene, and she's like, right. "Oh, t- Mike, he's got your balls in his mouth." And like you couldn't see that. Like there's no way you could see that. Like, and somehow Tiger got back into the <laughs> to Mike's den somehow without being seen. Yeah. Um. Hmm. But, like, did you get the feeling that Mike was really, I shouldn't say Mike, that uh, um, the actor um, Robert was Reed? really, yeah, was really trying to, to press the timing to try and make this funny? <laughs> like, it, it yeah. just seemed very vaudevillish to me. Like, hey, Kate, like, vaudeville. <laughs> hey, vaudeville. Yeah, the kind of, there was really weird timing decisions. Like this whole episode felt like that. Like, like Robert Reed was really, really pressing things to try to make it funnier than it was. Hmm. Um, I didn't really understand it, but I took the liberty, yeah, of making my own Everpress jingle. Oh, you did. <clears throat> I did. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Everpressed is. And this is. I, I wrote this. Everpressed is priced just right. It works and cleans both day and night. It doesn't take much. A little bit will do for your clothes to smell good and not like poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Nice. It's a good idea. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Better so the analysis. next scene, Cindy enters the boys' room. She walks up to Bobby asking if she can borrow his skate key. But he puts his foot down, saying he's not lending anything to a snitch. Oh, we could burn. We could burn. Cindy then pulls the old, I'm not a snitcher. I just tell it like it is. 
Uh, and, you know, of course, that's bullshit. And Bobby sees right through it, saying he's still not lending it after she snitched on Greg and Peter. She then threatens to blackmail him by saying she's going to tell him, <laughs> telling him for what he did yesterday. Just then, Mike overhears this and butts in. Cindy begins to try to tattle on Bobby, but Mike cuts it, cuts in, saying to drop the entire thing. Cindy then blabs, telling Mike that Bobby used Carol's new lipstick to color his skateboard. Mike looks shocked and begins scolding Bobby before walking him on the oh, for whacking. <laughs> I can't walking. read your own typing, Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, scolding Bobby Come here, let's go for a walk, son. <laughs> no. <laughs> whacking, <laughs> whacking him on the head with his tuxedo vest, which he apparently still had in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, mm. Couple questions here, really. Yeah. What does Cindy need a skate key for, and why is what is Bobby doing with lipstick on a skateboard? I'm confused. Well, back then, skate keys worked for both skateboards and for roller skates. Oh, I guess that's because true. a lot they of times trucks and all that. Okay, yeah. Same in the sixties, when the sixties, a lot of people had to make their own skateboards out of roller skates. So a skate key would have been good for both. Good point. Good point. Yep. Um, but well, and the lipstick. Things. What about it? What is he doing with the lipstick on the skateboard? I guess trying it? to color the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. they didn't. They didn't grind back down to do rail slides or anything. So I guess it would stay on. <laughs> Um, but why does um? Well, two things. One is uh, Bobby struggles to keep from smiling at the end of the scene. I don't know if you <laughs> did notice, notice that. that. Mm. And I, I honestly can't remember the other point that I was going to make. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not sure. Hate it when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, must not have been too important because I can't remember what it is. All right. Cool. Okay. Hmm. Going on to scene five. We are now <laughs> we are now down in the living room where we see Marsha and Jan actually getting along as they come through the front door carrying school books. Marsha appears to be gossiping about what happened at school. She tells hmm. Jan how girls in her class wear mascara. Jan seems super impressed. Like she mm-hmm. legit seems impressed. Marsha turns around as if to say Oh, that's nothing. As she continues with, well, who do you think brought their mother's false eyelashes to school? Mm. Just then, Cindy walks in asking, who? But Marsha and Jan want no part of it. So they stop the conversation and begin going upstairs, not before saying they wish they they could move out of their room, citing if one of them talks in their sleep, little miss you-know-who would Mm. wake up and start taking notes. Before finally going upstairs, leaving Cindy standing in the living room alone. Come on, Jan. It stinks in here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So the point, kids, is it's okay to gossip. Mm -hmm. You just can't tattle. Right. And there's (laughs) a huge difference. Yeah, but it's totally okay to talk shit about people behind their back. You just can't Mm -hmm. tattle on them. That's right. Yes. All right, moving on. Scene six, we're now outside so the boys can have their turn at this scene, just like true Brady Bunch fashion. (laughs) Bobby is telling a story to Greg about how he surprised a teacher with a lizard at school that he had in his lunchbox. Greg listens uh, in anticipation until he sees Cindy sitting on the swing. They both then suggest going to the park and finally run out of the backyard saying it suddenly got crowded out here. Cindy sees the pattern and looks sad. Come on, Bobby. It stinks out here. 
That'd be funny if somebody busts out with, no, oh, I'm a Bobby. Sorry. <laughs> um, I felt kind of bad for the lizard because <laughs> yeah. I have reptiles and I was like, oh, poor thing's in a lunchbox. It's probably going to die. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't know. This was the 60s. It's a different time. You know, everybody smoked the wacky weed. So This is the 70s. 1970. Yeah, that's true. True. But true. What kind, of, what kind of lizards do they have in California? I don't know. We're used probably to the Florida where lizards are everywhere. Yeah, we have down here, we have the anoles, or as my son used to call them, the anals. Mm. Um, mm. That's probably what they have out there. The well, I mean, I used to live in California, but I don't remember any lizards. But I know that there are lizards, I assume, but yeah, <clears throat> I just don't know what. I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Mike and Carol, I'm sorry, on to scene seven. Mike and Carol in the living room having coffee. Carol is explaining to Mike how the rest of the kids are really giving it to Cindy, teaching her a lesson. And that Cindy had gone five whole days without snitching. Just then, Alice comes out with refills on the coffee. Mike inquires how things are in the contest world. She tells Mike she hadn't heard anything and wonders if she sent the wrong jingle in. Ever pressed just right for you, if you are no matter who. Try our fabrics and we'll real soon in flannel, silk, or gabardine. Carol looks at Alice like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, she gives her, like, the dirtiest look. Like, she's a fucking idiot. Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Mike makes a joke here. Yeah. Like, is I assume... The only way I can take it was, like, he was correcting her? Like, is Gabardoon... I don't know what Gabardoon is. Is that, like, well, did she say it wrong or something? Because he's like, Gabardoon. I, I do so. If you um, Google Gabardoon, you're going to have, like, one hit... And it's going to be somebody on IMDb asking what the fuck this means. Um, mm-hmm. But what I found was in Canterbury Tales by Jeffrey Chaucer, um, uh, Gabber and Dune are almost in the same sentence of each other. And it's talking about um, um, kind of like a guy that I guess is kind of like dressed nice or something. Uh, I'm, so I'm assuming that's where she got it from. Um, and I'm assuming that's what Mike means when he says, uh, or when she, well, I'm sorry, that's what Alice means. She says it's a pun because it's like, you know, Canterbury Tales, but, you know, talking about fabric. Hmm. Um, but that's the only thing I could find when I did research on it. Well, the way I meant to write more about this, but because <clears throat> like she says Gabardoon and he goes like Gabardoon. And then yeah. like, and then he said, like, don't you mean and said a different word? He but said the poon, word P O O N. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, she goes, "It's a pun," and he goes, "Don't you mean a poon?" Like, so yeah. is the word actually Gabbard done? And then no, I th- no, I think he was just making fun of the word Gabbard Dune instead of pun. It's poon. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. It was a <clears> dumb <throat> joke. So, scene eight, Cindy walks into the kitchen to find Alice baking a cake and asks if she can help. Alice inquires if she would rather be outside playing with the rest of the kids. But Cindy replies, who wants to play dumb kids games? But Alice (laughs) explains that she's almost done and that she needs to get ready to go somewhere. Sam is taking her to a dance. And Cindy smiles and says, I like Sam. Alice agrees. And then Cindy asks, are you going to marry him? She says she sure is, but the question is, is he going to want to marry her? Just then, the doorbell rings. Alice stops what she's doing to go answer the door as Cindy steals some of the frosting. It's a registered letter for Alice Nelson. 
this fascinated me. Even mm. on the <clears throat> excuse me on the Brady Bunch show that we were watching on um, HGTV, I don't think they mentioned that Alice had a last name that it's ever mentioned in the show. I can't remember like some of the people listening. Well, some of the people listening are probably like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Everybody knows this Nelson, but not I, for some reason I didn't know her <laughs> last name was Nelson. This shocked the shit out of me. I knew that, I thought, um, but I'm not sure if I would have been able to answer it had you asked me like last week, "Hey, what's Alice's last right. name?" I, I would have known. Like I know we know it, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway, so that's mailman at the door it has a registered letter for Alice. Uh, she signs for it. And it's from the Everpress Fabric Company. She excitedly opens it in front of the mailman as the phone rings, or just then the phone rings. Cindy answers it, and it's Sam. She tells Sam that Alice is at the front door with the postman. When we then find out that Alice won the contest, she opens it up. She's like, I won. I can't believe it. She's like super excited (laughs) and just jazzed about it. And then she hugs the mailman in excitement. Back to Cindy in the kitchen on the phone with Sam. Cindy, of course, tells Sam because Sam asks, what is she doing with the postman? And Cindy goes, well, looks like she's hugging the postman right now. Cindy goes to get Alice, but then Sam stops her and says, no. Sam acts like a little bitch. He's like, no, you know what? I didn't call today. How's that? And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, just don't tell her I called. And he like makes her promise not to say anything. And this is a butcher, so you know he'll like fucking kill your parents. <laughs> you know I have knife. I work with knives, right? It's probably what he said to her on the phone. Yeah, exactly. I will you feed know, your parents to you. Yeah. That's what he said to her. You understand? I could chop you up in tiny pieces. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Alice re-enters the room, excitedly telling Cindy that she won and that she can't wait to tell Sam. Cindy is left in the living room with an "oh shit" look on her face. Alice is gonna get some penis. <laughs> they should have thrown some joke in there about Alice getting some meat. That would just been funny. Yeah, that would have been funny if she was like, "I like Sam." She's like, "I like his meat." See, that would have been perfect. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But she kind of reminds me of the girl um, that played the truck driver in the Brady Bunch movie. Anyways, <clears throat> that was a joke. That was her. Yeah, <laughs> okay. it's been a while since I've seen the movies, but I'm thinking. I think it was her. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I had a feeling that whenever you had. Okay, <laughs> so this is where we take our first break. Our next, next break. break. Sorry. <laughs> next break. We run ahead of break. Yeah. So Cindy has been tattling, and it has finally ended up causing some real issues in the house. Mm. Can she fix this tack? Mm. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Has her tattling gone too far this time, Tack? Uh, maybe. Is I Alice mean- going to be? Go ahead. I was saying, I mean, I mean, she possibly may have just gotten threatened by Sam the Butcher, so exactly, and ruined Alice's only relationship in life. Yeah, is Alice going to become the next Alan Thicke and write America's most beloved jingles and theme songs? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, we will find out. We will be back. I prom- promise that. I promise. Oh, you. It's a threat. I don't threat, I promise. It's <laughs> we will we'll be back. Say I won't. We'll be back. Hey. 
Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to v-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady Bunch fan in your life. And guys, let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right, the right thinness of material. Pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at Target. Very thin, very comfortable material. These guys over at Public definitely know what they're doing. And you want to talk about t-shirt colors? Of course, I only wear black all the time because it's slimming. But you can get pretty much any color under the sun. So go online to the Tee Public merch store. The link is in the description of this episode. And always remember, have a sunshine day. are back mm, fucking told you <laughs> so fucking told <laughs> so they didn't, I, I, they didn't believe us did they no they, they were sitting at home saying <clears throat> bullshit they ain't gonna be back well, we sure do haha <laughs> now when you now when you get to work and you're talking around the water cool you could be like so the craziest thing happened they said they'd be back and they were <laughs> um, <laughs> <We> did <laughs> so i've <clears throat> noticed this yeah. season um i can't remember if it happened last season but i know this season that We've had three episodes where some of the kids aren't on the show. We had one yeah. episode where Cindy wasn't on the show, and me and you mm-hmm. speculated that maybe the actress was sick because she was the youngest on the show. Then mm-hmm. we had an episode that Jan wasn't on the show. Hmm. And then we had an episode now that Peter wasn't on the show. I wonder if this trend is going to continue and we're just going to see them. I mean, is this like the beginning of child labor laws or something that they have to have a day off every once in a while or what? I can't imagine. I, I imagine <laughs> since they are kids, maybe something suddenly came up. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, it maybe. could be anything from sick because kids get sick right. a lot to like um, the parents have to go on a trip and he's going to come with them or something, you know? I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if when they filmed, I wonder if they wrote the entire season first. Or if they wrote an episode, shot it in one week, and then went to next week on to writing the next episode. I'm sure they've, because I kind of know how some sitcoms work. Like, yeah, they have an outline and arc for the season, you know. <clears throat> they do, yeah, yeah. But they, did, so they didn't they, do that back then. Yeah, they have a, an overall idea and how the season's going to run. And they right. have different storylines. Like in a writer's room, you'll have like, you know, little index cards of different things, story ideas, different things that can happen. Like, oh, we can make an episode where Jan's allergic to tiger, but is it really a tiger? You know, question mark. And that'll sit up right. on the chalkboard or on the cork board or whatever for however long till they use it. And just different things like that. And then I'm sure somebody <clears throat> does like a rough draft, like probably the week before. And then, you know, it is shot week by week, but I don't know when yeah. scripts scripts aren't really finalized until you're actually on set. I mean, they'll finalize right. them, but they'll also rewrite shit too, like on the fly too. Like, hey, 
boom, here's uh, some more sides for you to do on today's shoot, you know, kind of a thing. Right. <clears throat> so, do you think, um, now that they've done the HDTV house, do you think they could bring the show back? Do you think that maybe they could have, like, um, um, uh, I don't know, the guy that played Greg or the guy that played Peter, um, mm-hmm. Do you think he could have? They could have either one of them coming back, come back and act as like they're now the the patriarch of the family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where they have their own kids, yeah. you know, and they only have their own grandkids. I mean, they're they're a little bit up there in age, so I don't know that they could have young kids like Peter, uh, right, like Bobby right. and Cindy's age, but they could definitely be like grandparents, you know. Yeah, maybe something like to have like a full house, you know, to where no pun intended, yeah. where they yeah. live in the house again, you know, maybe like Peter, let's just say has a wife and then his kids are adults and then they have small kids. So they somehow the kids have to move in with the parents, Peter and his wife, whoever that is. Right. And live at the house too. And cause Peter bought the house because, you know, the, you know, the parents passed away and maybe, you know, for whatever reason, Peter got it, you know, let's just use him as an example. Right. But could you imagine since they have the HGTV house, you know, shooting it there, but also not making it a sitcom, but making it more of like, you know, like a single camera show, you know, like. Well, it's that's kind of like the difference between the original Saved by the Bell and the new one that's coming out. The new one is shot like, one. yeah, there's a new one coming out, but it's going to be shot like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, iZombie, all those kind of shows. It's not going to be a three camera yeah. setup like a traditional sitcom. Yeah, it's, it's going to be shot like, yeah. yeah. Um, so they could do something like that. That would actually be really interesting, especially if um, <clears throat> if they brought in Peter's character to to kind of give the the mic talks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then you could have cameos of Greg and Marsha because all the kids mm-hmm. are still alive. So you could have, hey, Aunt Jane is here, you know, or you know, Aunt yeah. Marsha's here, you know. I think it would be really good, and I think the first season would do really well, but. I yeah. don't know how long the show would last. It would probably be canceled right. after like two, three seasons, probably. Probably, yeah. I think the it would just have would to be done off. really well. Yeah. Right. The writing has got to be there. They can't rely just on nostalgia alone for the show to work. It's got to be good writing. It's got to be, you know, right. complex. I think we should write one where Peter's like a gritty detective, and he's like <laughs> investigating murders, and he's dropping the F-bomb like every two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> he's a crime fighter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Have total opposite. Okay. All right. Well, so let's get back into this. All right. When we left off, Cindy was being a little tattletale on everyone and finally ended getting ended, ended up getting Alice in trouble with Sam. Mm. Can she fix things, Tack? I really doubt it, but yeah, we'll see. Right. She's, all, she's like, what, six? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get back into this. I mean, it's hard for a six-year-old to fix a relationship between a maid and her psychotic butcher boyfriend who threatens little girls. I think she's like nine or something, but she acts like she's six. But anyways, um, we are in the living room. Mike has a glass on the floor and he's practicing his putting. Carol is standing next to him, leaning on the couch, pretending to care. When Mike misses, she offers to give him tips, teasing him as Alice walks in, looking very feminine in a red dress as Carol calls her radiant, <laughs> and Mike calls her breathtaking. <laughs> she looks Alice right. then, she looks right. yeah, I, that kind of surprised me. I'm like, oh, Alice. No. <laughs> Alice then wonders what's keeping Sam, and that he's never 
usually, or I'm sorry, that he's usually right on time. Mm-hmm. Mike offers the suggestion that he's probably getting himself all slicked up. It's not every day he gets to take out a contest winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alice then admits that she hasn't told him yet and that she's keeping it a surprise. Oh, I can't wait to surprise you of my good fortune. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be like, so what What did we win? Oh, we didn't win anything. Like, like I, I won a then- stereo that I'm going to share <laughs> with my employers. How is this a surprise to me? <laughs> um, Alice surprised you fucking m- won. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're yeah. fucking dumb maid. <laughs> is that fucking shitty shit you said? Um, <laughs> Alice then grows more concerned about how late Sam is as Carol suggests calling him to see what's going on. She's fucking brilliant. Carol is fucking smart. This is why. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything funny there, but she's fucking smart. Maybe you should call him. Well, it's you know funny what? because I, I, for a split second, I caught myself thinking that they had cell phones because, <laughs> can just text because Mike says something like, maybe he's stuck in traffic. You know, maybe he just had a late start. Why don't you call and ask? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. what's it? Well, wait a minute. They don't have cell phones. Like, what the fuck is Mike talking about? If he's stuck in traffic, he can answer his phone. <laughs> like, right. And here comes what, what, something I mentioned, too, just a couple weeks ago about it. I'll let you get into the next part, next paragraph. Alice goes over to the phone, and Sam is still at home, and he's not coming. Alice oh, okay, so, so he didn't say it there, so, which is, um, there's no reason why he should have. But she calls him, and he answers the phone, and she's like, where are you? Which should be a joke there. For the 1970, that should be a joke. Right, and right, right. Like, she's like, well, I know you're home, but what are you doing there? You know, and <laughs> right. whereas, like, that joke wouldn't be a joke today because you ask people that all the time. Where are you at? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, she could have asked like, are you on your way or on your way? Are you on your way over here? Are you in your car driving? Like, yeah. How the fuck would I be in my car driving? <laughs> um, um, Alice inquires about the dance. Sam replies, let the postman take you. Ooh, oh, oh, shit. Right. Maybe you can lick his stamp. <laughs> um, and then he hangs up on Alice. Alice, of mm. course, does that thing where she presses the hang up button while listening to the phone to see if somehow that would work. Yeah. Which Sam? never fucking worked Sam? in real life. Yeah. <laughs> then they start clicking. Okay. What the hell is that? No idea. They start clicking the receivers. Times, there's been times, tons of times, like where. Like I would talk to you back in the day on the phone and then I couldn't hear you. So I had to mm-hmm. hang up the couple of and then, oh shit, there you are. Really? Yeah, that's never happened. No, no that's never oh, happened. Oh. I thought you were being serious. I was like, what the, that's you're literally the one person on earth that's ever worked for. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> not how phones um, work, kids. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> but anyways, Alice finally puts the phone down. Mm-hmm. She looks hurt as she quietly walks over to Mike and Carol. Just then, Cindy comes down to ask if anyone was going to come up and kiss her goodnight. As Alice right. says, I just don't know what's gotten into Sam. Hmm. Cindy hmm. offers the information. Well, he sure was sore this afternoon. When Carol hmm. asks her when she spoke to him, Cindy says on the phone when Alice was hugging the postman. And that's probably what made him mad. When Alice asks how Sam knew, Cindy admits that she told him. Hmm. Carol and Alice leave to the kitchen to call Sam to try to explain things while Mike takes Cindy to the couch to have a talk. 
Hmm. Mike then begins a great Mike Brady talk hmm. as the music softly begins to play. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted everybody to get the full experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike begins explaining that even grown-ups have difficulty knowing what to say and what not to say. But basically, she tattles again, she's going to be punished. He's hmm. like, if you tattle again, I'm going to whip your ass. That's what Mike says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'll slap you on the ass. I've slapped every other kid in this house on the ass <laughs> one episode or another. You're next. And I tried to with your mom, but she covered her ass. <laughs> Carol enters from the kitchen with great news. Everything with Sam is fine, and he'll be right over. Then turns her attention to Cindy, saying, as far as you, Cindy then tattles on Mike, saying that he was firm enough. Mm-hmm. Marsha then runs down the stairs chasing Tiger, who has a paper in his mouth. She yells, mm-hmm. that hairy beast took it right off my desk. Mike then blows off steam by threatening, if that dog steals one more thing, he's shipping it to Siberia. Mm. Cindy jumps down asking if Mike is serious, but Carol and Mike redirect Cindy's attention on her tattling, reminding her not to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the scene started off with Mike, like, putting into, like, a cup that was, like, laid over on the floor. We also learn, not just Alice's last name, but Mike sucks at putting. He does suck at putting. You're right. I would assume he'd be pretty good. I would assume with his job and all that. So, I don't know. Nope. As the golfing term says, you drive for show and putt for dough. Am I right, Tack? Am I right? That's right. right. <laughs> and also, deals are made on the golf course. I feel like he probably closes a lot of deals on the golf course. So. That and he who goes away with the itchy butt wakes up with smelly fingers. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that they always say. Which I made that fucking shit up, and then you see it on memes and shit. That pisses me off. Anyways, <laughs> um, in the beginning of the scene, why is Carol so being so damn awkward? Awkward how? Like... Like, if I was putting in the living room, Megan wouldn't be standing next to me acting like she gives a shit if I make it or not. Like, like <laughs> why is she standing there? Like, go get go somewhere else. Like, don't you have a, a, a cake to bake or a salad to make or something? Like, Well, her job is also to be supportive of her husband and to obey. So, right. you know, <clears throat> she wants to stand there and root for her husband, her man, you know. Like, oh, you did it, Mike. Congratulations. That's so great. You're so wonderful yeah. at everything. You're so funny and cute and tall. Hmm. Another thing I noticed is Mike is still pressing the timing on this. He's still trying to make shit funny. And I'm not <laughs> sure why. I don't know if he felt it wasn't funny enough or maybe he was just getting irritated because we heard that he does sometimes. And But <laughs> yeah. he says a, a line where he says, if you tell me the words that I say, I'll eat every word. But the way he says it, he says, syllable by sil- syllable, by syllable, I would. Like, who yeah. the fuck talks like that? Like, why, why are you talking <laughs> like that? Like. Like even uh-huh. in the 70s nobody talked like that. <laughs> Once but again, just probably probably the like, writer syllable by said, syllable I would. Like what the who the fuck talks like that? Like sorry what? <laughs> right. Might have been another one of those writers that like you will read every uh, syllable yes. by syllable you will read. <laughs> Maybe that's why Mike seems so aggressive in this episode. I mean his <laughs> like, you know, Walmart side's coming out a little bit in this episode, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Walmart side. Alice um Alice actually got to be a little bit serious in this episode. Mhm. Instead of like, I know Miss Brady, you know, that stupid shit she always does. She actually got to be a little bit, you know, she was actually a little disappointed and came out looking like a woman and stuff. But that was kind of cool. Um, and why doesn't anybody ever chase that damn dog? Well, have you ever tried chasing a dog? It's pretty pointless. You're never going to catch it. Yeah, but it. if it's going in the backyard, 
you pretty much know where it's going. <laughs> like it's <laughs> probably going to its doghouse. Like, well, yeah, this isn't the first time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got like fucking what, like thirty-eight people living in a house. You can't all go out there and chase them. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. So scene 10, we now see Marsha and Jan in the girls' room. Marsha is at the desk doing homework while Jan is on her bed also doing homework. Jan asks Marsha, what were the seven wonders of the world? Just then, Cindy walks in the room. Jan and Marsha get nosy and begin to ask Cindy what happened, what was going on downstairs. But Cindy stands strong, saying she is not tattling. Mm. Marsha says to Jan, if Cindy won't tattle, there's your seventh wonder of the world. <laughs> Jan, and Marcia, <laughs> Jan and Marcia pull the old, you can tell us, you know, we're your sister, we're your loving sisters. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Cindy busts out with snitch get stitches mentality. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks for writing that joke. Uh, <laughs> with this newfound integrity, Cindy then asks, now that I don't tattle anymore, now will you tell me some secrets? They reply, we'll see. Did you notice <laughs> that in the previous scene, Cindy was in her pajamas? <laughs> and then when she got to the room, she was wearing a blue outfit, blue pants and a blue shirt. <laughs> Normally, I would say, no, I didn't notice it. However, when I watched this the second time, I saw right. your note. And yeah. so I paid attention <clears throat> and I was like, holy shit, she was. Yeah. She was just going to bed downstairs wearing PJs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah. she literally, then we know it was moments later because the girls ask, what the hell yeah. just went on down there? Exactly, yeah. Like, just now, we just now heard something go on downstairs. What was it? <laughs> and she was like, I know, because I was just down there. I came up the stairs to you just now. Only moments later. And Harry Cindy's like, somehow, well, well, I had to stop at the laundry room and, uh, you know, change because I wet my pants. Right. <laughs> so good catch on that, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, right. Scene 11. We now see Cindy playing jacks on the floor by the front door with Tiger beside her. She reminds Tiger not to steal any jacks as she goes, or I guess I, what I didn't say was somebody knocks on the door. <laughs> right. So she's playing with jacks on the floor with Tiger by her side. Somebody knocks on the door. She reminds Tiger not to steal any jacks as she goes, moves the chair, checks to see who's through the do- who's at the door through the people. We see an awesome shot of the mailman through the people. I thought that was a really cool <laughs> shot. I don't know why I thought that was such a cool yeah, shot. It was like but- a fisheye lens shot and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cindy then moves the chair and begins opening the door. It's another registered letter for Alice. But Cindy explains that she's not here and that she can't tell the mailman where she is because she's not a tattletale anymore. Cause you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs> the mailman says, screw it. And lets a child sign for the letter saying that, <laughs> you know, Cindy can deliver it herself. Cindy mm-hmm. then takes the letter and places it on the table. Tiger grabs the letter and runs into the backyard straight into his doghouse. Mm. Cindy chases tiger probably more than anybody had so far in the episode. Um, <laughs> Saying if he steals one more thing, Daddy's going to ship him off to Siberia. Just then, Carol pulls up in a sweet Plymouth satellite station wagon. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I knew that shit. <laughs> and begins <laughs> taking out groceries. When asked what she is doing, Cindy looks obviously distraught, saying uh, she's looking for Tiger's bone. When Alice says she got him a rubber bone and begins calling him, Cindy says he's busy. <laughs> 
So I thought that was kind of funny. Finally, I'm sorry, Carol finally asks Cindy to come inside and help put away groceries. Hmm. So I thought Tiger was pretty well trained here. So yeah, he was right? like it was like a one shot, I think. Well, kind of mm-hmm. one shot, and to where she like closes the door with the letter, puts it down on the table. Yeah, of course, a little bit's hanging off, so the dog can get right, it. Right, but right. it's hanging off, and then Tiger's sitting there, and then he just goes and grabs the letter and runs off. Like that right. was pretty good. I was like, nice training. That was good. But what I didn't understand was, and I think I may have wrote the note in the wrong scene, but um. Cindy didn't see that shit happen like when it happened like if you look she's looking down at the jacks and, and Tiger just kind of takes it and walk and it's not until Tiger's halfway across the living she's like wait Tiger like, why did it take you so long to realize what the fuck he's doing like yeah. you could have stopped him right then he was right in front of you so anyways hmm. I guess it would have been a boring episode um yeah was it just me or the mailman looked kind of creepy yeah, I mean, just the way he was talking to her. So it was like, there was a line in there. I'm trying to remember what it was. Because um, she's like, I don't tattle anymore. And he's like, well, that's a good well, you're thing. You're a good girl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a much better impression than what I was going to do. <laughs> you're a good girl, aren't you? And then he takes his yeah. fingers and strokes the side of her cheek. And then she says something about how she's not going to hug him. Well, this just ain't my lucky day. That's right. She's like, I'm not supposed to hug you because I'll get in trouble because Alice sure did. And he's like, do you want some candy? It's It's right here in my front pocket. You want to reach in? It's like, Jesus, man. Like, you're getting fired. (laughs) Let's go get that Huffy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So scene 12. Mike enters the front door with his briefcase as the phone is ringing. He calls out. Is anybody going to answer the damn phone? And then he's like, I guess I am. I guess I got to do work around here. He's I like, I got, got a fucking wife that don't work and a housemaid that I pay. And right. I'm walking in to answer my own phone. And six okay. fucking right, kids. Cool. Well, five, because yeah. one, they don't know where he is. <laughs> <clears throat> Just as he finally answers himself, he tells the person on the phone, oh, yeah, I'm sure she wants to talk to you before calling out for Alice once again. Alice! <laughs> Alice, Carol, and Cindy enter the kitchen and put the to put the groceries down. Cindy tries to explain that she needs to find Tiger, but Carol blows her off. Cindy leaves in disappointment. <clears throat> Mike then enters the kitchen, saying it's the fabric company calling. Alice excitedly says it's probably about the prize, uh, saying maybe it's a trip or a fur coat or a car. Uh, before Carol interrupts saying that maybe she should just talk to the guy on the phone. (laughs) Alice is so excited, she drops the groceries. Mike, being a gentleman, tells her to keep talking while he picks them up. Alice then asks the guy on the phone, I really want a hi-fi stereo set? Which is worded weird. And asks uh, what she has to do to get it. Uh, She just has to show them the letter they sent her, but Alice never got a letter. Hmm. At least not that she knows of. But the guy on the phone insists that they sent it, but she has it only until midnight until the prize expires. What a dick. Right? messed up. Alice is saddened by the news, and Mike offers to put the groceries away. Carol comes up with a brilliant idea and says that maybe it got stuck in the mailbox because that happened before. Alice agrees. Carol and Alice go check the mailbox together. Because it takes two people <laughs> to go look in a mailbox. 
while Mike puts away the groceries himself. (laughs) Carol, she's like, let's go. Groceries got to be put away. You know what? Let's both go look in the mailbox together. I'll help you check the mailbox in case you don't see it in the mailbox. And I can look in the mailbox, too. It'll take Um, a good 10, 12 minutes. What's funny is if you look at the groceries, like <laughs> there's three bags of groceries. Two of the bags are just eggs. Like all the Senate bag is eggs. <laughs> I didn't notice that. And, I mean, I swear the family buys like like twelve dozen eggs. It's insane. <laughs> um, but also like there's the part where Alice is on the phone and she's like, "I won high five stereo," and she drops the groceries. Um, yeah. Her timing was funny. But what would have been funny is if Mike would have immediately picked up the the groceries because she says something like, um, I, um, um, I, she, whatever he says to her on the phone, like she drops the groceries and then Mike should have picked it up. And on the line when she says, I really want a hi-fi stereo set, Mike, Mike looks shocked for a second, but it would have been funnier if at that point he dropped the groceries too. That just would have <laughs> been funny payoff, but they didn't yeah. do it. So. <laughs> If they would have waited four years till I was born, I could have given that little nugget, but know, they didn't right? want to wait for that. So screw them. Yeah. So, anyways, scene 13. Hmm. Carol and Alice walk into the living room and find Cindy walking up the stairs. They ask Cindy if she knows anything about the letter. She quietly nods. But when they ask her where it is, she says she says she took it, but doesn't know where it is. Carol hmm. and Alice start getting frustrated, asking where the letter is, but Cindy explains she can't tattle. She's not allowed. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Alice busts out with, can't you just make her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After tensions escalate, she finally bursts out with, it might get Tiger in trouble. Mm. Cindy looks horrified, you know, when she realizes what she said. As Carol, Carol and Alice look relieved and run for Tiger's doghouse. Hmm. Snitches get stitches. We now see Alice's ass sticking out of Tiger's doghouse. She begins pulling all kinds of things out of Tiger's doghouse. She goes, golf balls, socks, and finally, the letter. She says, oh, it's going to... Oh, sorry. Let me say that again. (laughs) She says, oh, it's going to look like an IBM card. Do you you get that reference? I know they have like punch cards with like holes exactly, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's and how they used to program computers. It was punch cards, yeah. Hmm. So I thought that was a cool reference. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's you know, I studied that in college. It's <laughs> neat. You know, this is like not the first episode where Tiger they pulled random shit out of Tiger's doghouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So military know. still uses those IBM cards. Hmm. I mean, not Do not they? joking. Yeah, not joking. Your mom would have known about that. I mean, they still because you can't hack them. It's impossible to hack them. So yeah. So they frantically open the letter. Alice then asks if she can take the car to go pick up the prize. Carol says, of course you can. Alice then runs to the car, sits down, gets ready to drive, and then quickly remembers <laughs> she doesn't know how this to drive. This ain't a stove. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> the stove is green. This is that brown. So fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so she realizes she doesn't know how to drive and Carol laughs at her ignorance. That's oh, so Alice, you stupid maid. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So so 
you know at the opening of the scene that you checked out Alice's ass. You know you did. Hell yes. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that brings new meaning to the doggy style to know. She's in a doghouse. Sorry. That was messed up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Scene 15. Mm. We now see the entire family in the not so anti Alice room. Because Alice is fucking gangster as hell and has decided to bargain with the Brady's by keeping the stereo in the family room. Yes. <laughs> that way the whole family can enjoy it. That's fucking awesome. Oh my God. I never thought of that. Yes. First of all, I didn't even pay attention that, that she's finally, this is no shit. The first time, well, not really the first time she's been in the family room, but but like she hasn't been in the family room since <laughs> that one night. Exactly. If, yeah. if you listeners have paid attention and been tracking this, because we sure have, because you know, yes, several several episodes. I don't even remember if it was this season. It might have even been last season where she was <laughs> got in trouble for being in there in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so we're like, damn, they banned her. And yeah, we've right. been tracking it like she has not been in the family room. She was in there one other time, but it was yeah. only because she had to talk to them about something. Well, she was in there one time because everybody got excited about rewriting uh, Greg's movie. Yeah. And she came and so, in there like, to pitch an idea or something exactly, like yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's even been times where you see Carol in there cleaning up. And it's like, see, why yes. is Carol in there cleaning up? Because Alice isn't it's fucking the allowed in there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so this is so funny. So I didn't even think about this. Hell yeah. like, how about now? Now am I allowed in the family room? So let's track this now going forward. And Hell we yeah. start seeing Alice, Alice. Is fucking gangster. <laughs> is she going to be alone in the family room now from here forward? Yeah, right. Maybe she's listen. like, hmm, the only room we have in the house is the anti Alice <laughs> room. I guess I'm just gonna have to put the stereo in my room so nobody else can listen to it but me. Hmm. No, 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 Alice, you can put it here in the family exactly. room. Hell but, yeah. I'm, but I'm not family, you know? It's like, yeah, no, you are really. Can I eat with you guys t- tonight at dinner? Well, let's not talk crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> so you just attained it. I can see it in your eyes. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I was I was impressed by Alice. That was a smooth move. Mike <laughs> Mike burst in with an album wrapped up, saying, "Wait until you hear the album I got." Mm. Greg asks if it's the Three Baboons and Elsie. Okay, whatever that is. Marsha asks if it's the Egg Beaters. Hmm. Mike then pulls out Gilbert and Sullivan. Hmm. Then asks if they can play it. Alice then realizes someone left her stereo on. So she's already asserting mm-hmm. her dominance. She's like, who the fuck <laughs> left my radio on? That's no, what she said. It actually had to be this. Yeah. Who was touching this without my, <laughs> my permission? <laughs> Mike asked Cindy who did it, but she's not going to say anything because she's, you know, snitches get stitches and, you know, don't tell them bitches kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but she says she's not going to tell on her mommy. Ooh. Oh, shit. Double negative. Yeah. So, yeah. So here we are, Jimmy. We are at, you mentioned this fucking stereo last week. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, it was bugging me. That record player was not in the family no. before. And I'm like, sure it has, Jimmy, you moron. It's always <laughs> been there since the very first episode. And you're if, like, if, I, I don't think remember the exact it. thing you said, I think what you actually said was, if it was a snake, it would have bit you. I think that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you say that shit all the time. 
<laughs> so, and here it is. So, obviously, they're shooting episodes out of order, which is pretty common right. in sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. So, they must have shot this one first, and then last yeah. week they shot the following week. So, nice catch. Nice catch. Good yeah. attention to detail. You're on it. So, the last scene... We find Alice in the kitchen counting jelly beans from a pile on the table, and she's putting one by one into a large glass bowl. She's up to 4,518 so far. Carol and Greg walk in, and we find out it's another contest. After some light teasing, Alice admits she's trying to win something for Cindy for not tattling anymore, and they have some really great prizes. She reasons, she reasons there are about... She comes up with a plan saying there's a, probably about 40 <laughs> bowls worth of jelly beans in the store of like a big bucket or whatever. So she knows if she doesn't count how many is in this bowl <clears throat> and then just multiply it by 40, simple. As Alice tries to get back to counting, the most unexpected thing happens that we could never see coming in a million years. Thanks for the writing. She lost her count and has to start over as Carol steals oh. a yellow jelly bean. Now, my question to you is, <clears throat> she had the pile of jelly beans on the table and going one by one into the bowl. Wouldn't it be much faster if she just filled the bowl with jelly beans, right? Now right. the, the bowl's full, okay? Right. And any extras, just get rid of or hand them to Greg and fucking Carol because apparently they can't keep their hands off jelly beans. <laughs> and then now you just take the bowl and dump it on the table and now you can just go one, two, three, four, five, two, 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 you know, count much faster. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you used to, you have a culinary background. Um, yeah. Most legit kitchens will have a scale, correct? Yeah. A kitchen scale. So sure. why didn't she just weigh the bowl, weigh yeah. one jelly bean? <laughs> right. Well, you'd have to have like, a really accurate scale to see what our yeah, jelly bean I mean, weighs. kitchen scales are accurate. At least, I mean, you know, I'm talking about down this to like the grams and everything like that. Is, I mean, but I know it's 2020 now, but well, that's because mine, you I, like you you like deal drugs and you have all that drug equipment. Well, that's what so. kind of is. It's one of those digital like drug scales, you know, like the kind of like they. You, um, Can we go back and it, say I was just joking? You don't actually deal drugs. <laughs> you were just like no, but well, I yeah, do I have know, a drug scale. Oh gosh, okay. so we'll see. That measures <laughs> no, all the way down to like grams, you know. It does, yeah. So, um, but at least you would have got an idea. You know, yeah. if it's weighing, if it's showing like I don't know, point one ounces or whatever for one, you know, and she knows how much the bowl weighs, she could have filled the entire bowl with jelly beans. Yeah, subtracted the amount of the bowl and then divided it by point one. And that would have told yeah, her how many jelly beans are in the bowl. It's a somewhat simple conversion technique. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little complicated for me, but it can be done <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that is the end of the episode. All right. Cool. So, so what, what did, did you think, think of this? this? <laughs> Go ahead. You do it. <laughs> Great minds think alike. So what did you think of this episode, Tack? <laughs> uh, it was okay. Um, I felt like they reused old storylines. I mean, just as far as like Tiger yeah. Steel shit takes to it, you know, that's exactly. not the first time he's done that. Um, um I guess Peter wasn't here, so I, I felt an emptiness in my heart. So <laughs> I made it through, though. <laughs> Actually, I, I didn't this, even notice that you mentioned it. 
I thought this episode kind of felt more like a real house. Like it was a little chaotic, a little hectic. I yeah. kind of like the direction they're going with it. It kind of feels more real. Hmm. That's yeah. good. Cool. So I guess it's that time of the show where we give our disclaimer that we meant ev- absolutely every word of every joke that we said in this. <laughs> and we're telling that serious. we are incredibly racist and sexist. And we think that time should go back to this. And all no, maids um, are stupid. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <clears throat> now we um, have fun today we don't be offended we do love the show very much and we are not racist not sexist all of our jokes are just uh to have fun yep i i do have to say that you know season one like me and you were, were kind of merciless against jan like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i'm kind of converting to team jan man like i'm like <laughs> yeah. more and more I'm finding myself not liking Marsha and I'm yeah. kind of on Jan's side in a lot of things now now like Jan you know Jan's my homegirl now like I kind of see <laughs> things from her perspective after last episode like shit like she gets the run of the deal a lot so yeah <laughs> I'm kind of team Jan now to be honest with you alright well that's cool okay yeah. well uh, Jimmy we have a new review on Apple Podcasts Oh, shit. <laughs> I understand the last one didn't go so well. Right, right. But if My you remember, if you remember, Jimmy, we actually did a call to action a couple episodes ago. We had asked. That's correct, yeah. Because of this guy's, of the last rating review yeah. on our podcast, a guy was saying Yeah, me that, and you had felt concerned that maybe yeah. that we were, you know, taking Cursing things a little too, too far. much. Exactly, yeah. You know, this guy had said that he liked the show, but we just cursed too much and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. So, and those are those are fair notes. I mean, we, we can take criticism. Yeah. But our newest rating review, because we asked to hear from you guys to hear what exactly, you think. Yes. You know, do you think you like how the show is going as is? Should we clean up the show, keep it as is, make it more raunchy? What do you... Let us know. So, we got to hear from Backwoods Witch... Nice. That's her name. I didn't call her that. It's a nice name. Says name. <laughs> it's a nice username. It's funny. And the subject line is keep the locker room antics. Oh, shit. She's five stars. She says, I think the show is much better since the two of you guys versus the random guests. Interesting. Oh, okay. There you go. The listener quote, his name was disappointed. Right. His name already gave a clue. He was not going to be or he was going to be disappointed. He is wrong. Nice. Do not clean up the show. And I actually did watch the show in the 70s and oh, I can okay. operate a phone. <laughs> and I'm okay with the language. And <laughs> she goes, I'm okay with language. Keep ripping apart the episode like you have been. That's awesome. Good, good, good. Yeah. So thanks so much, Backwoods Witch. You're awesome. We, that we warms love to my see cock stuff like goals. <laughs> <laughs> that was Makes just we her. want to put my balls in Tiger's mouth. Exactly, right? <laughs> Wait, that seemed like I was turned on by her comment. Huh. What? Who I did? No, but well both of us both of our comments made it seem like she turned us on just now. <laughs> yeah, well no, she kinda did. did. She kinda did. Kinda turned she me turned on, on her hearts. Yeah. I got a little yeah. chub. Yeah. So. I got a chub in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell our listeners what's going to happen on the next episode? Nah, it's okay. No, All it's right. Um, <laughs> on the next episode, season two, episode 11, what goes up? Oh, is this the yeah, one where right? Bobby gets his first boner? Maybe. I don't know. 
If it does, <laughs> it doesn't happen on screen. Oh. Um, Bobby falls while climbing into a treehouse. Hmm. He hurts his ankle and develops a fear of heights. However, he doesn't want to tell anyone the truth, so he uses his injury as an excuse. Or he uses it as a crutch. Oh, 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 oh. oh <laughs> see what I did funny. there, Jimmy? I did see what you did, though. That's awesome. His ankle, crutch. So that means he's going to develop a gangster limp. Mm-hmm. He's I think try Cindy to tried like to pull bad. that shit. Cindy tried to pull that in episode in season one. Did she? She's and trying she to walk around like, like she's bad. Yep, she was faking like she hurt her ankle to get out of this play, and then yeah, <sighs> fucking lied. Yeah, right. Me and me and uh, and you can cut this part out if you want. You'll hear me say that a lot because a lot of times we come up with ideas on the show, and you'll hear me say to Tack just blatantly, "You can cut this out if you want," because Tack does the editing of the show. Um, so Tack, you can cut this out if you want. Um, but uh, we were we were kind of thinking about uh, putting some of these on YouTube. Um, yeah. First, we were thinking about putting just the audio with a simple splash screen, you know, Brady Much podcast. But then we thought about it. You know, how hard would it be for us to actually record the show with cameras? Um, is that something anybody would be interested in? Um, so, if that sounds interesting with cameras and you actually see what we look like, and you know, you know. Mm-hmm the expressions on our faces when we're talking about all the stuff. Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to hear it, like if it would be easier for you guys at work, um, to listen to the podcast over YouTube or something, let us know. We can do that too. Um, or if that's not really an idea, don't reply at all. And then we'll know that's kind of a silly idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're so, still going to be doing the, the podcast just like you already listening oh, yeah, to yeah, on course, Apple yeah. or whatever. That's still going to be, but we're going to shoot it with some video. At least try it out. In a few months, yeah, not yeah. right now. It's going to be probably right. after the summer, but, yep. um, and then just shoot a video and then post that to a YouTube channel. Um, so it'll be basically the podcast audio just with video as well. So yeah, maybe season three, we'll think about doing that. That way we're not yeah. interrupting halfway through a season. True that, so. true that. And our listeners might be wondering, huh, Jimmy always says you can cut that part out. How come we've never heard that in an episode? Because kids... I cut it out every time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that means you're not even going to hear any of this and we're doing all this for nothing. <laughs> no. No, Jimmy, they'll totally hear this. <laughs> okay. No, that's Thank a good you. question, though, to bring up to the audience. Yeah, let's hear back yeah, for yeah. another call to action. You guys got a lot of homework to do. Shit. So please do it. Yes. Thank you. Because if you don't, then I'll treat you like my sixth grade teacher. Anytime you didn't do homework, he always gave you the fucking guiltiest trip ever like mm-hmm. you, you'd be like so where's your homework and I'd be like I forgot and he would just look at you and look down and he would go I see and he would like look like a hurt bunny look and then just walk <laughs> past you was that Mr. Okerland? Mr. Okerland? yeah you didn't have Mr. Okerland? he's I like wasn't... you know how you remember hypotenuse is when you get high on pot you're putting your hand in a noose <laughs> Mr. Okerlund, oh my God. <laughs> You're talking about in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was, this was in sixth grade. Um, oh, sixth grade, okay. Yeah, yeah. But oh my God, I tell you, this is where he is. Where he's kind of like Ross Pro. Can I, can I, please stop talking? Please stop. Report <laughs> I'm to the dean's to do math. office. Can I finish? Um, no, if he it was just sixth grade, for a class to the dean's office every every single day. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. If it was sixth grade, you're talking about Miss Canny. No, I di- I didn't go to. I wouldn't you hear Miss Canny. 
Or I wasn't oh, in right. Florida. I did in seventh grade, not in sixth grade, though. Okay. Sixth grade, I was living like in Illinois or something. Oh, okay. And it was still technically an elementary school back there in Illinois, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. His okay. name is Mr. Graham. So, there it is. <laughs> right on. Um, cool. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> unless you have anything else, I believe that is the show. That's it. Cool. Okay. Well, I have been Jimmy. And I have always been Tack. And uh, this has always been a very brave podcast. Bye. See ya. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. Or you can give us a call and leave a voicemail at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901 and we'll play it on the show and also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com the link is in the description below and don't forget to join the facebook group it's called a very brady facebook group and also there's a like page for the show as well called a very brady podcast so join in on the fun join in on the conversation post memes do whatever you want just don't be a racist dick And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until then, this has been a very Brady podcast and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth hand joint.